0: Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face, both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by three <laughs> members of my firefighting family. Uh, hello. I have Scott. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hello. I have Todd. Hello. <laughs> and I have Ash. Todd's on oh, TikTok. <laughs>
1: TikTok.
0: <laughs> no more TikTok for the US, I hear. No, I think it's oh, oh, what it's yeah. not it, it? Trump. Uh, oh, yeah. had this discussion Bang. last week?
1: I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're saying uh, they're blocking it, right? Because t- well, if they couldn't sell it to Microsoft or somebody else, yeah, yeah. sounds like a backdoor deal. I know, yeah, oh. Rogan keeps calling it
2: the uh, that that that's the TikTok, yeah, yeah he the TikTok because there's a spacecraft that they picked up, this unidentified flying object, he's <laughs> calling it the TikTok, <laughs> 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 he keeps saying it, and he didn't catch himself last time, he caught himself a couple of times,
0: there's a time free t- advertising, the TikTok, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have cost him a fortune if they but he's a Robin Spotify guy, no. Doesn't matter. It's a video thing. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, it's a
2: firefighter podcast. What we talking? What's the news? We got some news, Scott. Yeah. So back uh, talking about the Beirut explosion from last week. I'm just reading some stuff about the initial responders. So initially, when they were called out, they're called out by the police. Sorry, initially when the firefighters were called out, they were called out by the police for some smoke coming out of the um, port. And uh, originally, they didn't want to, they weren't sure about sending them because they didn't know what was burning. And then, um, someone from their security, or state security said, oh, it's just fireworks in yeah. there. So the guys moved in, and within just a few minutes, uh, there was a team of 10 that went in nine male firefighters and one female paramedic. Um, yeah, within just a few minutes, of course, the place exploded. The, the radio call they sent back was, um, there's something wrong here. There is a crazy sound and a huge amount of fire. And they, as far as we know, they're still trying to find the, mm-hmm. the nine firefighters. They confirmed the one female firefighter, or female
0: paramedic. I can't imagine, like, as sad as it is to say, I can't imagine there's much left of anything. Like, if no. you look at the aftermath no. oh. pictures, it was, a, it was just a crater next to the ocean mm-hmm. after that. Like. Yeah. Well, it was 2,700 tons of
2: ammonium nitrate. Yeah,
0: that's a little and bit. And I think the, I
2: forget what the, um, the Oklahoma City bombing was, because that was an ammonium nitrate bomb. Right. And that was definitely not that many tons, because it was only no. a cube then, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was like a few barrels full, so. Yeah. 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 And, and you, we know what that did to that building, so.
1: Yeah, there's probably not going to be much left of them if they're that close to the proximity.
2: Right. Yeah. So right now, there's uh, there's riots going on in uh, Beirut over how it's being mishandled, um, how no one knew what was in there, and uh, that kind of takes us to some of our topic tonight, right?
0: It does, yeah, because again, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about it, uh, kind of prepping for for things like that in your area and scene like scene assessments, pre plan, you know, staging that sort of thing. So, um, with uh, with the pre plan side of things, this is Carl's expertise because he's a pre plan officer on our uh, department.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, just reads it.
0: There's some buildings we know inside and out, but again, there's there's others, and for sure, and this is another important part of that where it's really really a good idea when you see these these industrial buildings, especially mm-hmm. to see if you can get a look inside or at least set up walkthroughs for your guys. I know we've done it on a large majority of uh, the buildings that we've got around, especially some of the bigger ones, especially the the lumber mill as well was one of the ones that we hit right the um, yeah the the dynamics, uh... Yes. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm an yeah.
2: yeah. Yes, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so it's not really a mill, but it's yeah, it's mm-hmm. actually worse than a mill because it's has yeah. got glue and wood. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and it, we we try to get in on especially new builds. So there's again, there's a lot of wineries near us. Um, there was mm-hmm. one very very big new one that just went and got put in, and uh, our officer corps went and had a look around up there too. It is amazing. Again, something that we need to look a little bit further into, but. Well, with the wineries, we've had um, we've had one.
1: You, were you you were on it, right? Yeah, we had a, we had a death uh, for confined, confined space rescue. That was in your In then. the vat. Yeah, I, I just bat. came on after that. When yeah, the that bat, was, right? Yeah, so he <clears throat> there was somebody working. He fell in, um, and then another person went in to try and get him out, and got overtaken by from the fumes uh, immediately. And then there we had there was two victims. Right, right at that right. point, yeah. Yeah, and that again, that was um, that was a confined space. Uh, the noxious fumes there and the lack of oxygen got them. And uh, luckily, the vat door uh, we were able to open it, and and the crew who was there was able to pull them out. Right. Yeah. So we have a lot of, uh, we have what like 40 winery, maybe more. I don't even
2: know how many wineries we have here right a now. A lot more than that. A lot. A yeah. lot of little ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big industrial mm-hmm. sized ones. Yeah. Um, so there's chemicals they use. I don't know. Like I don't like there's various different things they use um and of course with the wineries comes vineyards which
3: a lot of sprays a lot of chemicals with that lots mm-hmm. of chemical storage for sure well if which, you think we have that one right we, yeah we have a call and uh, uh luckily everybody was in the right mindset and as we were responding um that was the front of our mindset like hey this is at their storage facility um you know again there's going to be a lot of strange chemical that we're not privy mm-hmm. to. Um, so that kind of sparks more conversation about um, and trying to go to some of these like newer, fancier wineries and such. Yeah, they're going to be an open book. But how do you go to like the... Third-generation farmer and be like, oh, yeah. "Can we have a peek <clears throat> in your shed?" Not gonna like, happen. Get yeah. the f out of here, man. Yeah. There's, <laughs> okay. There's definitely still so even some of the
0: ones I've been in quite recently. There's ones with you know it feels like you've got a concrete floor and then it's like, oh, this is wood now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where does that end where does that crawl space end
1: what's in the crawl space because under that crawl space that's the real good stuff yeah <laughs> yes. that you don't get rid of your ddt right oh, yeah. exactly <laughs> this class it's is very stuff. true yeah. so it's
0: those sorts of things that you need to know when you're trying to get into these when you're going into these situations the chemical one for example we ended up staging further away away from the the wind as well time wind of it uh, yeah well, that, of it, sorry let me your property rep showed up yeah um
2: I think two of us were
0: in, two or three of us. We were? had two through the front, and then we tried accessing the same area yeah.
1: from two different other sites. Because I
2: remember I went in with one, somebody else, yeah, we warm, found like a initially. bag of something that was smoking, smoking. yellow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah, so that's smoke. the one that
1: you guys had different smoke colors
2: on. Yeah, we're like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. not normal smoke coming from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and we didn't put any water on it, because we are like, well, I don't know what this like, so we, well, we basically a tried it out while it was on fire, <laughs> and I flocked it out, and I, I ripped the... Tag off the one bag and went over to the property rep. and He's like, Oh, it's actually, I forgot it was. He's like, It's not really poisonous. <laughs> he goes, I don't know why. <laughs> so we're like, Okay, so we kind of spread it out, let it do its thing, burn itself out. Um, there it was and some good heat coming off of there. It's like definitely we some the good tick heat, on yeah. it, and it was, you know, we used the tick to find it yeah. in the end. Cause yeah, because it, it had fallen down the bag, it smoldered and fallen down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the end, yeah, of course, we totally deconned. Oh, yeah. Um, if we actually we put a guy we didn't even use a deconinator because well, we the deconinator wasn't, right? mm-hmm. well, wasn't built yet but no. what we did I think ash yep. stood on top of the hose bed mm-hmm. and uh, sprayed water down on top of us right. <laughs> as we stood yeah. back about 20-30 feet and then mm-hmm. so it, would, you
0: know, it gave us that shower effect and washed everything yeah, down doff
3: mm-hmm. yeah. all the gear that stayed
0: outside the cab <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. yeah but again when it does get into this kind of pre-planned stuff you definitely want to know what's there or at least have a conversation with somebody to be able to have a phone call and say hey Your building's on fire. You're the property rep or you're at least the contact that Mm -hmm. I've got for this location. I need to know what's going on in there before I send anyone in, especially or sometimes maybe even before we even hit it. Because again, if we're going up to a situation where if we add water to something, it's going to make that situation much worse. We may need to consider foam if we have to hit it 100%. We need to maybe Mm -hmm. consider foam right off the bat. Or we may need to stand back and just protect exposures yeah. and be ready to evacuate areas mm-hmm. because there's some of these places that have old propane tanks down mm-hmm. in the basement that, you know, they're mm-hmm. standing on a bomb.
1: have yeah. mm-hmm. no
0: idea. Or someone does, but no one's been in the basement for 50 years. But old Bob the caretaker knew that there was something there. Do you know what I mean, it's that kind of knowledge, especially in the old and... Chief Bob? Chief Bob. <laughs> <You> knows. <laughs> caretaker. <laughs> Bob knows.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, that kind of information is important. I know the, the, the main place that sells um, sprays and chemicals around here, um, they have a chemical shed that's very well designed because actually the guy who designed it used to be on the fire department and then he was also a chief of another department. So he designed that shed very well. And he's like, yeah, it goes, all these other places, if it's on fire, you guys can spray water on it. This shed, if it's on fire, and it's uh, like a sea can. So if it's on fire, we, we'll close the dampers, we'll choke it out, and you, we just stage away from it and let it...
0: Of course, yeah. <laughs>
2: kind yeah. of thing. Because he's like, yeah, it, he goes, that's one thing. We're not putting water or any that stuff in there. But, oh, cool. So it's really well designed, yeah. the way he mm-hmm.
0: did it. And it's far enough away from the building, and, yeah. Which is great if you've got that kind of a pre-plan in mind and somebody with fire, you know, knowledge has built that for you, or at least put it mm-hmm. in place. You've had the conversation. Some of these older wineries are not like that way. And there's a lot of just businesses and buildings that aren't that way. Yeah. They've got extremely flammable yeah. stuff right next to buildings, with trees and stuff all around them, dead grass. Like it's just, it's a, it's a grass fire that turns into a structure fire because they haven't protected their rights.
3: Mm-hmm. This just made me think about a uh, direct alarm I went to last year, Year Pride, um, <clears throat> down uh, in the industrial area. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a silviculture uh, facility uh, just south of town, and. Um, they have an offsite location down in the industrial park. Right. And that place is like a firefighter's death trap. It's insane in there. It's a maze. Um, I've lived here for the better part of 40 years and, uh, I always knew the building was there. It's massive. It's multi, level. So you don't realize how far down it goes. Um, that is a building that we should get eyes on the inside. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opening um where you can fall through the floor in a search it's got some railing around it but if you're down has a knees smoked out i'd be concerned about that as well it's uh, that was something that we we uh, discussed about trying trying to get in there um and we just haven't yet so oh,
2: something the guys have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> the we'll talk about that report. after absolutely <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> talk about that after yeah so let's uh, obviously, again, once you have the pre-planning, you have some of the knowledge of what's going on inside of those buildings and the potentials of what could happen, then you need to start looking at obviously scene assessments, maybe where the fire has gone, where it's been, and maybe where it might be traveling to, to know whether or not and what kind of a danger you and your guys are going to be in when you're hitting it. And that comes up to obviously scene assessment, but also um, positioning for incidents and where you're going to stage.
1: So I told you I'm going to take a little chunk of that. Yeah, we were talking about that with the uh, with the Beirut explosion, as far as, you know, trying to find a timeline of the information they got when they were dispatched, when they went in, you know, then it sounds like they had that radio traffic saying, hey, something's wrong. So it was clearly they're already reassessing and figuring out, hey, something needs to happen. And we had that discussion of, well, during that evaluation time, that might be the time to actually pull out and retreat. Mm-hmm. So... Unfortunately, they didn't have that opportunity. The, the explosion happened quite rapidly, mm. but uh, gets you thinking about certain areas. And again, back to the pre-plan on what type of buildings and areas of your town you're responding to. Is do we need to set the apparatus facing a certain direction before we start pulling hose off? Mm-hmm. You know, many times we just kind of pull up and and and. Park safely, mm. and uh, we're ready to start pulling lines and get ready. However, there is situations where maybe we should, if we if it's cul-de-sac area or we have kind of one way in, one way out, we need to be turning that apparatus around, be facing out, ready to ready to leave rapidly if we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course it overlaps onto the uh, MVAs is the big one for us because that's the most common. Yeah. yeah, you were
2: talking about in because uh, you used to work in Vancouver, how mm-hmm. uh, like around here are streets are wide fairly wide um, but down there and in lots of bigger cities
1: yeah a lot of the residential areas are very narrow it's uh with parking on the side you're getting one rig down and that's it so if there's something mid-block you know you get a couple of engine companies going in there and ladder company that's just they're just lined up right so they'll, they'll try and make room for that ladder to come in if needed but um it's it's chocker block you just
2: yeah, it must be hard Sitting for them to, because like right now, the way, I mean, around here, what we can do is if, if our engine pulls in and we want the second engine to pull past, we have lots of ample room to do that. Mm-hmm, right. um, down there, though, it would be like, you'd have to go around the block or yeah. or really be on the ball as, a, as an arriving officer. to be like,
1: no, the first arriving engine, if that's you, you stay here until we get the ladder through, and mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be a tough one. Yeah, you could always tell when you had a seasoned officer on the fire truck when they'd be pulling up if we got there first, which... Was rare sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> However, because um, they'd they'd come around the block and come up from behind us, rather than some of the guys would just nose down the block, come park right in front of us. But then if they and get released paramedics. early, yeah, yeah, for paramedics. Yeah. Then if they get released early and we're still on scene, now they're stuck and they got to back all the yeah, way out yeah. this this one way. So, uh, or and or, the other, or the other way around. Or the way we need hurry. to leave quickly. Mm. Yeah, we're mm. now waiting for them. So, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. which I think is our big thing. Like whenever we because we're going down long driveways and stuff. Mm-hmm. We we had a call. It was a long driveway in, and we're just like we'll park the rescue out here. We'll walk in because we we're helping with the lift assist. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't want to drive an apparatus in there, and next thing the ambulance can't come out because we're we can't walk three hundred feet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, there. I mean, it's like anything, it's a very subjective. I think every every incident is going to be dynamic in the fact that, you know, you may not be able to park the way you really want to, depending on what's around you. However, as long as we have in the back of our hands, or or the back of our minds rather, and a plan of okay, if something happens, this is what we're going to be doing, mm. then we're pretty good to go. Mm. Um, however, it's it's pretty important. Like we always work off the back of the ambulance, so we park, you know, on a on a slight angle, so if we're in that safe working zone in the, in the back. Yeah, um, that comes to that that area of where you're going to be staged once you're on scene. How close are you? Parking to the scene and whatnot.
2: But. Right. Now, some of this comes to the fact we we just shot a video for an agency, not for a fire agency, but of how to park on a scene. And uh, we were just actually looking at the video just before podcast. And, you know, some of the, you know, all of it, everything's valid to us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but teaching it other agencies like police agencies and even, even paramedics, like if they get there first, um, but we have to do extrication, I would hope. <laughs> they don't necessarily park in the way of the extrication um sometimes i mean and like we all know it it ends up being a gong show because people are parked everywhere and then you got the look i don't want to say looky you lose you got the civilians you pulled up originally mm-hmm. to help and now their their vehicles are in the way and you're like okay gotta get that out of the way so we can get in or or we pull up now they're trapped in there and they're freaking out and they want to get out of there and it's like no you're, not, you're stuck mm-hmm. so um yeah one of the things we we're talking definitely that angle but also making sure there's a there's, you know, that ample space, five yeah. to six car lengths or even more.
1: Yeah, you're create a enough. safe work zone. Yeah, to yeah, create that work zone and work into it. I think it's important <laughs> too, like, because we discussed and I think we have it fairly dialed in in the fire service as far as those, that, you know, cold zone, warm zone, hot zone and the parking mm. and where, what apparatus we want to park closer to the scene for what we're working off of and where the wrench gets thrown in is when the, the paramedics show up, we roll up in the ambulance pull in front of the fire truck and park close to the, close to the vehicle. Yeah. Um, the reason for that is we want our, our shit fairly close. Yeah. However, yeah. sometimes it's a detriment. Yeah. So I think if we, you know, back to the communication and when we work with our, our agency, we, when we practice some staged events, it works really well reminding the paramedics that because we're all taught that right. we're all taught the hot zones and stuff when, right. in training, but if you're not always on it, you tend to forget.
2: Well, and, then, and also that that's like best case scenario an accident, like one vehicle accident. I mean, mm-hmm. Now you get like four vehicles or on top of another and then, you know, power line
1: is down and something's over here and, you know, there's a river on this side. It's like, mm-hmm. now it's a whole other, like... Especially if you get those multiple vehicles and you get one or two vehicles that kind of keep traveling down the road. Now yeah. you've got this really long accident scene. You may need extrication or ambulances at the one end, you know, 300 feet down the road. You're going to need another set of... Crew and equipment. Yeah. So, those are the challenging scenes when you start mm-hmm. talking about parking. That's when you just need to block the whole Shiru down. Yeah. That's my biggest pet peeve <laughs> <laughs> people
3: don't block the right whole down. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a highway up here in Canada <laughs> <everybody's> for <folks. so, laughs> a so worried about North <laughs> on Shiru Drive. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to throw the F bomb. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, everybody is worried about shutting down a highway. It's like you can't shut down a highway, it's it like we just did first <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the easiest trick. Literally that's my yeah. that's my freaking card. I just, like, shut the highway down. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. It's our safety. Yeah, <laughs> no, just shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> <Get fired up. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut it shut it down. Get it ready to go. Right? And we can reopen, we can move apparatus after mm-hmm. and go to single alternating, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But that initial mm-hmm. moment, especially when you have a large scene. Fuck that. and if
2: and if you have an easy go around like an easy detour yeah like, like the we had an accident the other day mm-hmm. um when i first pulled i was an officer when i first pulled up i said the power line as well, actually it wasn't a power line it was a cable line my mm-hmm. telephone line um but the power pole is half in the road and I'm like mm. it's like what um, one in the morning yeah it was pretty early so it was pretty it's pretty slow on our high, local highway and i'm like Let's just shut the whole highway down. Mm-hmm. And so I call for a couple more units to come and uh, do uh, redirects, mm-hmm. like uh, detours. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean we probably could have did single lane right away, but uh, there's just too much stuff happening. There's ambulances, there's, uh, paramedics were walking around, mm-hmm. police were trying to figure out what happened, why you it know. happened. So we're like, just shut it down. It's mm-hmm. inconvenience and beautiful for five minutes.
1: And that's the thing. Like I'm mm-hmm. definitely like preaching about shutting the highway down. However. Every scene is your windshield survey as you're pulling up. If you <laughs> roll up and there's not much going on, yeah. they're off to the side. Yeah, I probably don't need to put an engine across the whole bloody highway. Right, yeah. However, you know, if I need just that little bit of uh, safe working space, mm-hmm. you know, I may all block a lane or two yeah. and keep the other southbound or northbound, whatever, going um, until more apparatus arrive. But it's, it's like, again, everything's subjective, right? You have to look through that windshield survey, decide what
0: you want to do. Yeah. So let's talk about that windshield survey. Let's talk about the points that we need to hit when we're going through that and the things that are important to, you know, assess before we're even stopping the truck. It's that kind of thing that we're doing as we go up. So,
2: I, I think the windshield survey works well for not only uh, us to do, but also for, like, anybody, like a civilian. Like, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, sorry, if you're a firefighter, I was a civilian. Because, I mean, I don't think any civilians listen to this podcast. Well, I guess some do. Maybe do. So, also. you know, if you're just a regular person, you show, you're the first on scene in an accident, you don't have to get out and be like, oh, my God, like run right over the car right away, you stop, um, angle your vehicle, turn right. your
1: phone on, yeah, start, yeah, yeah. Yeah, start recording, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, put your freaking phone down, well, sorry, keep your phone and call 911, because that's what it's for, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not to freaking record, oh, I was on TikTok, it's not to record how long it takes the fire department to arrive, because mm. no one called them, because everyone's recording how long it takes the fire department to arrive, Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, I mean, that the first thing, <laughs> probably, probably a bit, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, this fire department hasn't arrived yet, i mean, recording for 10 minutes on my <laughs> phone because I haven't called yet. Well, it takes a while for
0: those paint guys to get up. It's true. Oh!
3: <laughs> oh! Shots <laughs> oh, oh. <That's>
0: fired. <laughs> no, the shots fired were the website, that we were on the Facebook page that we were looking at earlier. That's what I already saw with the we. Go ahead. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> we'll talk about that later, <laughs> maybe. Throw them in the shout out. Maybe <laughs> you should. Um,
2: no, but if you're, even if you're a civilian, you could park your vehicle on an angle, put your hazards on. And uh, you know, start that initial uh, windshield survey mm-hmm. using your phone. You call the dispatch, and you you can tell them um, where you are, well, who you are, where you are,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, how many vehicles you see, and if you see any known hazards. Like it's pretty easy to spot if there's a power line down. Um, for most most of the part, like if you see a <laughs> you see lines drooping, or if you see mm-hmm. a pull down, um, looking for fluids, fire. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If it's a you know semi truck, you can look for vehicle placards. What else? Anything else?
1: No, I mean, the call takers have seen, they're pretty good with their questioning. Right. Um, but again, you know, being a little bit savvy on what to be looking for and just front load your report to the dispatcher, yeah, that, that helps really. a lot.
2: Yeah. So. Well, like even uh, last week, we had a uh, we had a small brush fire start. And one of our uh, retired guys, lifetime members, drove, was driving by and he's like, oh, well, there's a bunch of smoke over there. Oh, that's actually a fire. So he calls I 901. It's like yeah, hey, yeah, this is the fire. It's uh hundred by hundred right now, slowly moving uphill. It's like it's like a rank one two. <laughs> so he gives like the fire report. And they're like oh okay, thanks. <laughs> it's like Who no structures threatened. <laughs> so we had a very good like it, it came in when the call came in. It was a very I, I think because actually was I was well oh, you were away, too. I was away, too. Yeah, but from what I hear, you sleeping? <laughs> yeah, well, we were sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> from what I heard, it was like noon. <laughs> I like my
3: nuts. Perfect cat nuts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> from, from what I heard from the guys, it sounded like it was like very uh, yeah. Like this is what you have. This is how big it is. This is how fast it's moving. And uh, so it was a very good fire report based on a guy who has experience and called it in. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, that windshield survey is a big one. It's an important one, um, and you should. Everyone should be doing that as they're coming in, just so again, and even the guys in the back. Like you've, you've a lot of you have got a view. You know, mm. if you can see. You guys might have to change your plan because, again, as we've always talked about, we are making our own discussion. We're having our own plans on what we know is probably there. That's right. From the reports, normally of the first arriving officer, and then after that, the back guys in the in the back of the truck are already making plans. You're going to hit the hydrant. You're going to go here. You're going to grab lines. Todd's off. Oh, we're back. Tug um, <laughs> up paged, but it was a. Uh, it turned out it was a false alarm, and uh, they hit it pretty quick. So. Yeah, a faulty alarm. Looks like they're just investigating it. Go. So, for, no need to mm-hmm. respond. So we shall continue. Uh, where are we at? Oh yeah, windshield. And windshield stuff. It's important. Yeah. Windshield is important. Windshield is important. Windshield yeah. is important. You don't windshield. get bugs in your face. Yeah. 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 We actually call it's it structural. a windscreen. That's right. Mm, yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was, you know, what I heard that windscreen. I always thought, wow, those poor guys don't have—they can't afford glass.
0: No, we just have a screen. It's <laughs> Just, just a screen. It's kind of cold in the winter. <laughs> we don't—we don't have screens at home either. No. No, we don't use them. We don't use bug screens.
2: Huh? Do you you just let them in.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, what if we well, get? A, you, literally, you open the door to leave. It's raining all the time. Nothing's going to be out <laughs> flying around. <laughs> Fair.
3: <laughs> That's a good, beautiful
0: country to live Yeah, that. it's great.
3: Yeah. that's why I live there. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Everything sounds so great. England, great. Australia, great. And these are all places I man, have zero. If you don't close your bug door in Australia, and you
0: turn mm-hmm. around and just all of a sudden like I will never have to open a <laughs> the door. Crazy I can see why the English are a spider, really man? other countries. Yeah, <laughs> back
2: in the day, fucking so the, the hell out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last
0: <night. laughs> let's go take what they've got I don't like (laughs) you
3: but you went back (laughs) (sighs) so where were we so windshield survey yes Um, you know I can speak from experience as a like in my personal vehicle out of area I had a pretty interesting one we talked about it briefly Mm, a couple couple episodes ago Uh, I was heading camping with the family and uh, we came across a multi-vehicle accident. And there was no arriving apparatus on scene, fire or EHS. Uh, so I got my travel trailer and everything well out of the way. And I, I ran up, checked out both of the vehicles, got a bit of a idea of what was more important. Um, and just as I was checking out the second car, uh, the ambulance pulled up and I just said, hey, like this, this is what this patient has, this is what this patient has. And at that point in time, like, like, the one was in pretty good shape it was bang and bruised but it was fine one was definitely a little bit worse for wear so I uh, relayed that uh, so the first car went to work on on the uh, the second vehicle um, and I kind of just moseyed myself back towards where I was parked which was in, like, en on, on route to the uh, first car and just kind of hung out with uh, that patient for a bit and just assured that, hey, everything's going to be fine. We got, you know, some more people coming. Uh, fire came rather quickly after that. And then the second ambulance pulled up. But uh, I, they were stoked to have somebody with, you know, a little bit of... An idea of what was going on so that like they didn't even check the other car in initially they they went straight to the one that i was like hey this is who i am this is where i'm from uh this is what you got over here this is what you got over here and they i went straight over to the the uh second uh vehicle and um i just said hey i'm gonna go back over here um uh, we could hear uh fire coming from the other town uh so it took like another minute or two before the sirens got on scene uh once they hopped out Kind of said, hey, this is what you guys have here. This is what you have over here, and I'm going camping. So, <laughs> I think mean, there's at, at that point in time there's like eight eight people there that were, yeah. you know, geared up. This is still Kobe protocol time, right? So, I uh, I didn't have any gear with me, right? So it was just more of. This is what I see. This is what it is. And, uh, I mean, they still have to go and, like, double check for themselves. But, I mean, one person out of the ambulance went to work immediately while, while the other one was checking this and, you know, basically verifying everything I was saying. But, uh, yeah, if even the public can do a, a dumbed-down version of that. Um, We've well, you starting off with, the, with the power lines. Yeah. That's so one of the most important things, right? Look up. What, yeah. what did you hit? <laughs> Is yeah, it just see, one see. another, or generally, yeah. no. it's crazy. You can have a row of absolutely nothing, and then one power pole in three kilometers, and that's what they're going to hit every time. <laughs> it's a magnet. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> <laughs> windshield
1: survey. Yeah, windshield survey. Yeah. <laughs> survey. Um. It's one of those things, the windshield are. I think we've talked about it in the past, it's, there's so many little things, you know, that person that jump seat is looking for, mm-hmm. right, and, and we do it just subconsciously, right, we're looking, and, and you've already formulated a plan on 20 different things within the first second, Fair. so it happens very quickly, like you said, like, you go over all the steps that we're looking for, but, I mean, I don't know, it's just, once you've done it for a while, it's the second nature, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's why it's also important though, whether you mentioned those guys in the back seat to look, build their own, yeah. and then you can have a quick little power, you can turn around, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Hey, you're going to park here and just yeah. get it done. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think it's, in, that's, uh, back to that decentralized command. Like we, the guys in the back shouldn't need to wait for me to say, unless it's no. some dangerous thing, but mm-hmm. you know, as a captain in the front, I'm thinking about something totally different.
1: Yeah, they are thinking about
2: game, what yeah. they're doing. They're thinking about you know what hose they they're grabbing, what tools they're grabbing, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about how much stuff. I'm gonna tell them, but they're not waiting for me to be like, "Oh, go!" Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know, unless of course it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing as like you know the chief. He's he's thinking about something totally different. Or the IC, he's thinking about something totally different when he gets there. He's doing the overall scene. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking about the,
1: the tactical situation when we get there. Exactly. Yeah, we should know. We should have an idea of kind of our standard operating procedures. As a whole, if I'm responding to a car fire, I don't yeah. need to sit there and wait for you to tell me to pull mm-hmm. off, you know, that inch and a half or inch and three quarter side preconnect, you yeah. know, pull the target, and 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 cooling like, line. And, yeah, you know, no, <laughs> yeah. you just no, you just do it and then you wait for any extra information at yeah. that point in time for the yep. objective. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which again comes back to <clears throat> training all of your firefighters to the same level and making sure that everyone understands their job. Yeah. So that if everyone understands their job, and we talk about it again, it's that. Fill in the gap, right? You see a gap, what's going Mm -hmm. on? Mm -hmm. You you understand the skill, you understand the premise, you fill that gap. And having that amount of knowledge in the back of your trucks and having the power to make decisions also empowers your people to be able to make those decisions and act on them at the same time. And then they feel like they're a bigger part too, which they absolutely Mm -hmm. are. You can't Mm -hmm. do it without the one or the other. You need everyone to work together, but everybody needs to have their own mind and that decentralized command mindset. That's right. You
3: know, another thing about the uh, windshield survey, um, you, I find as the officer, you're doing it prior to even getting there. Mm. So knowing your coverage area is huge. So like, if you're a full time guy that just got a job in a town or city that you're not from, um, until you like really familiarize yourself with your with mm. your area, you're at a, a disadvantage. Um, I mean, if, say we have a NBA at two in the morning, so it's pitch black, you're only seeing your little small snapshot of the scene, mm. but because you're aware of what's coming on both sides from, you know, traffic, uh, you understand what the next, you know, mile this way or that looks like, you you have a broader view of that, uh, of, of that scene that you, you know, wouldn't if, say, I was... Somewhere else in a different town that you're not completely uh, familiar with. If you're arriving, before you even get there, you're already thinking, okay, like I know we have this, I know we have this. There's a cross street here. Uh, like Scott was saying earlier on that call, he's like, okay, well, you know, what are we gonna get for traffic? Okay, yeah, we can shut this down. You kind of know <clears throat> where you're responding to. You're already thinking well ahead, like okay, like what are these steps? Like what's going to happen with traffic flow? What's going to happen with uh, other responding apparatus? Where where are they? Where are they going to be? Um, things like that. Um, again, just being familiar, and that comes back to the pre-plan. Um, you're not necessarily pre pre planning every scene or every every building, every stretch of highway, but just being aware of your location. That's always going to be in the back of your mind. Yeah, you're already painting that. That picture in your head, mm-hmm. knowing your area, and knowing the highway you're on, or
1: corners yeah. and danger zones and stuff like that, and then you just build on that when you arrive. That's right. I think one of the one of the important things we
2: did we've done in the last few years is get a um, command vehicle. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily even the like, well, we actually have two now, um, yeah, which is. <laughs> which went from like zero to two in, in the course of what five or six so years, used, yeah. five or six years. So we were uh, we were kind of retiring one of our one of our forestry um, units. It was getting a little older, and we were getting a new forestry truck, uh, bigger the uh, bigger unit, so we could hold more people for uh, for four wheel driving. Mm-hmm. And um, so the older truck, which is only a bench seat in the front, mm-hmm. we were like, oh okay, well we can get rid of this. And then someone's like, well why don't we use it? Why don't we keep it? Keep it as a duty truck. And I remember a couple of guys were like, wow, we're never going to use it. Like, who's going to be on, who's going to want to drive around in that all day? It's like, well, the duty officer. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, because at the time, we were just responding in, you know, personal vehicle. And of course, you know, highway in the summer, we're stuck in traffic just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, you know, the odd time, you might be able to throw your houses on and make a little sneak, but you're not going to sneak very right far. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the engine or the apparatus or rescue truck would would get they're first before the officer. That's right. And now they're behind, they're, they're behind the curve, right? They're trying to ke- play catch-up by having the officer who should be doing worried about the tactical situation is worried about the, the, the overall situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so in the last five or six years, we've, we managed to get this duty truck into play. And so the duty officer keeps it at his house and they are instantly can respond. Mm-hmm. And they're ripping their and they get there first. And then they can start that important assessment. And so by the time the engine or rescue arrive there's a huge picture painted and then just recently we actually got another command we got a command vehicle for the chief so we have a command vehicle and a duty truck and the beauty of that now is when it comes to scene safety and highway stoppages we don't need to tie up the the apparatus to do it the duty truck blocks one end the uh, command vehicle blocks the other end um and it just it works out great. because mm. We can we can do blockages. We can uh, use the duty truck for you know, c- contaminated gear during COVID. We can. It's like so invaluable. It's even when I then when they were suggesting it, I'm like, uh ah, what's this going to be for? Like, <laughs> is anybody going to drive it? Is it just going to be sitting at the hall as another vehicle? Yeah. No, it's used all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a really valuable.
3: Oh, for cool. sure it is. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And and they both serve completely different purposes too. Um, our command vehicle is a command vehicle, so it's got um, it's more of the scene safety, uh, setting up the scene. Big um, ass command board. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where the duty officer truck has SCBA, has water. Uh, it's got a uh, like a first out. Oh. Um, it has uh, yeah. It's more of a and not an, an initial attack. It's just it can aid to any. Any scene, so it's got mm-hmm. SCBA infrastructure. structure. Uh, it's got uh, the, the water for wildlands because so, it was our our uh, bush truck. Yes, so we left the pump on it, the mm-hmm. pump. so yeah. all that stuff stayed on it. Uh, so it's more of a. It just adds to the the uh, the up the apparatus that's that's uh, going to seem where the chief is definitely that's more of a, a command stationary. It, it mm-hmm. brings things to help with command. But, uh, yeah, because the duty truck can be used, like, there's lots, lots of times where I hand the keys <laughs> over to a couple of firefighters.
2: I remember, yeah. Or, yeah. As yeah. I'm uh, doing my thing, I'm mm-hmm. like, here, take the truck and go to your
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. small scenes, when spe- specifically like MVAs and stuff, you know, it's, it's handy just having it kind of sit there, like you said, for another yeah. blockage vehicle. Mm-hmm. By those larger scenes, yeah, well, like you said, you hand the keys off. Now somebody else can man that truck, it's an extra mm-hmm. resource, and away you go. Yeah. And now you still are backed up by that other, the command vehicle, yeah. so you've still got lots of lots of. Uh, things to set up for, for your proper ICS system. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's you not know, it like
2: a sexy engine
0: or something, so Some people are like, Yeah, what do you need that for? <coughs> well, this time of year, yeah. it's actually one of our more preferred units. Yeah. Really, We're it goes fire, in a bush, yeah, because yeah, it's grass mm-hmm. fire, right? Like, it can go where a lot of the engines can, yeah. and as soon as we roll bush, like, it, you know... It, it is what it is. It's going with, right? Not yeah. <laughs> another person. Bush. Our unit. Our Bush unit. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolling that bush. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's another one of those. It's the same thing, right? Dennis is, uh, Dennis is magic on the back with the um, the first out. Hmm. And so it can get places where a lot of other units can't go. So yeah. very helpful in that manner. Yeah. Anything else to add there, boys? Nope. We're we good? I don't think so. Okay. Uh we will start with
3: uh Barboys and Ash on Uh Barboys, Brotherhood Academy Radio Podcast. These guys are um fighting for a dying breed. They absolutely are. Yeah, right now they're fighting for another episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh! <laughs> ah, <laughs> See <seeing> which <laughs>
3: It it tells me oh. it the internet tells me that uh, they're recording one um, either today or tomorrow so they're gonna have some new content coming at you so uh, how much you get the Canadians yeah well yeah. <laughs> I know they're still listening to us so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the not the only reason but a large portion of them coming back is to shut us up so yeah I know a uh, really good group group of guys we uh, stay in pretty constant. Uh, comes with with them we got a really good uh group chat that we have uh with those guys they're uh, um east coast americans um from uh maine um yeah they generally up until lately just due to scheduling release episodes weekly uh so check them out um brotherhood academy radio podcast
0: go. uh
1: stop the lead there's so. a stop the Yeah, we talk about it a lot. Definitely super important to carry a tourniquet uh, on your person. Have some in your kits. Um, Think about making your own little small little bags for in your trucks or ETVs, whatever. um, Carry it with you. Also some gauze for wound packing and just learn how to do those and direct pressure. Um, Again, check your local area to see if there's any instruction or courses that are coming out now. If not, you can go online, check out all of our content on the YouTubes. We've got the full course there and also some other um, short videos there, more so for instructors and how to kind of have some fun with it and show Mm kind of what we've done and what works well. And uh, yeah, if uh, COVID slows down, we're going to start up with some more courses and get out there and have fun.
0: Yeah.
2: Make it
1: real. One of the guys uh, is teaching a course coming up. He was like, do you have any...
2: Uh, He called me. He's like, do you have any... He goes, can you remind me of a few things on how to teach? I said, I can do better than that. I can direct you towards an awesome video fight. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool people. <laughs> so he's like, okay. I said, yeah. So where did you me. send him? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So just, uh, just fast forward through where I try to put the bag on my hip. <laughs>
0: You
3: keep mentioning it. Just, I keep mentioning it. There I'm going the other one, I think. It's a
2: good bag.
0: This <laughs> wasn't loose enough. <laughs> you, know, you know the good thing, like when uh, when you came up and you were teaching us the COVID CPR the yeah. other day, you so. Um, it was amazing in the conversations afterwards. Just how many guys, after now doing this stop the bleed training, have now put together their own kits mm-hmm. and they've all got their own IFACs and they're yeah, carrying actually, their we trucks. Yeah, talking about and, that. Yeah, like a couple of them have mm-hmm. got different tourniquets. They've got like ones for kids. They've they've been testing them on their kids too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of them was testing it around their neck. <laughs> 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 Shh, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the kid but, or the... <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was really it was really good to hear and see right like yeah. that some of the guys have been doing that anyway they've had the training now they understand the validity of it a lot of them are hunters a lot of them out in their bush trucks and they're yeah. up messing around yeah. in the hills it's great and again it's a, it's another good talk point back to it's not just for firefighters man
1: this is for everyone yep. everyone so Absolutely. take a look at it anyway for sure yeah it goes back to like even when we started instructing it, like I've been a medic for a long time and I always had a small kit with us when we go out somewhere in the bush or hunting and we'd have like a big trauma kit for huge road trips, but you don't take that on the back of your quad when you're hunting. It's mm-hmm. too big. <laughs> As Scott whips out his softy tourniquet.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, you know, so I started thinking, I was like, man, you know, like I don't have, I got band-aids and small little crap, mm-hmm. but I don't have anything that will actually save your life if we're right. out there. Mm-hmm. So, since I started doing that, I've got small little IFAT kits now for everything. It's perfect.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, making make a point of always carrying at least one turn again in my pocket now, and yeah, I don't even notice. It's, like it's just part of my my EDC, I guess. Phone, I mean, just sits keys. there. Phone key, knife, yeah. I mean, you always have to mainly wear cargo shorts (laughs) or Mm -hmm. cargo pants, Um, unless I'm, you know, wintertime, it goes in my pocket, of my jacket, or my hoodie, or uh, if I'm going somewhere like the beach today, I obviously have swim shorts on, Um, but I have a backpack, and it's got a tourniquet strapped right on the side of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I just have some wind packing
0: stuff <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just whipping out like bugs. Um Speaking of, does anyone, uh, does anyone have a Motus snagger tool or a fish knife? <laughs> but you know where you could get one, Scott, if you needed one You can get it from Motus
3: <laughs>
2: um, Yeah, modus they got the snagger tool, shove knife That can go into an Olfa-style
3: handle
2: mm-hmm. um, oh. It's pretty cool design mm-hmm. They got the Hydrant Wrench. Mm-hmm. Is there a name for that? Or just yeah, I think it's called a Hydrant
0: wrench? wrench. Yeah. No,
2: but no, I thought it was some
0: cool <laughs> name. Look at a snagger tool. It's anything. awesome. Yeah. i I that thing's fantastic. Like if you haven't seen that thing in action, mm-hmm. check yeah. out our check uh, out our, our video on so so that. Like, basically
2: I think we've show all these things on okay. at least one of our videos. So we yeah, got the snagger tool. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, definitely have the shove knife for Yep. Yeah. 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 So check, us, check it out on our YouTube, and then check them out on Modus uh,
3: DTFF5 for 5% discount.
0: Oh,
2: indeed.
3: Yeah. Uh, actually, our ignition. Uh, yeah, so Ignition USA, um, the uh, uh, Rap, the Seattle Rapid Access Tool. Uh, we had the pleasure of uh, meeting up with uh, Jason down in Seattle, checked out... Uh,
0: we're, we're having a knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's that's really no, wait a uh, minute, that's the exact knife. It's the same one. No, 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 no. I we're comparing our Kershaw yeah. oh, blurs. So my tanto edge is gonna draw one. Yeah. Come on, kids, right. put your knives <laughs> away. All right, this smells is, like fish. <laughs> <laughs> your knife, <or>? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Children, back to ignition. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, yeah, Jason got to uh, show us uh, some lab demo on uh, the ease of use, the the quick access, um, and where this really comes into play is, uh, like, your medical calls, direct alarms, places where uh, you're not going to be uh, grabbing your irons and leaving the premises where it's non-securable. Um, uh, yeah, so if you... Uh, Scott? Sorry, never mind. I'll talk to you after. Okay, cool. I have, an, I have an idea for training I just this to. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to see, see more of that, we have a, a video while we were down there, uh, while he was demoing it. Uh, there's tons on his uh, social medias, his Facebook, his Instagram. Um, check that out, admissionusa.us for his f- uh, website. And if you like what you see there, DTFF2020 for 20% off. Boom. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Scott Finley, Tanner.
2: Yeah, Tanner Olsen Band, uh, country music out of the west coast of Canada. Uh, They're on uh, Spotify. Uh, They're also on YouTube. They do a weekly mini kind of concert thing. I think Mm -hmm. they're still doing it. Didn't listen last week. Um, Hopefully soon enough they'll be doing some live shows and they'll get back into the swing. Mm -hmm. And we'll be able to hear them at the spring seminar next year.
3: Yeah. 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 We should take our show on the road and go see them live when they get back out. Uh-huh. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take like it back it? now. <laughs> <laughs> road trip. Yeah. It's not far. <laughs> right. uh,
0: and then you have us. We obviously release a podcast episode every week, and then we also release a whole bunch of content onto our uh, YouTube and Facebook pages as well. We already have a whole bunch there. Um, some good video content, especially again, we've already touched on the stop the bleed stuff. Definitely, that's uh, a really good set of videos if you're looking. Not only as somebody who's looking to take the course, um, or even if you are a trainer, it's a very, very good, solid. Uh, just some extra things to think about when you're training, just to add some realism, and again, really ingrain that.
2: I think we might. Uh, we were talking. We might show up, throw up at least the. Um, yeah. The zones. The zones. Oh from, yeah. Uh, uh, the CSS, from the assessment that from the video where. Working right. On today. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, get rid of some of the other side of stuff, but yeah, the zones just for people to review with some of their, uh, so maybe some of the rookies just so they understand the zone more. We have our drone footage of a, a crashed vehicle. How
0: to park your initial apparatus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. could put that together. So we'll have some more things coming out. Again, we have been talking about doing the RIT stuff too, mm-hmm. um, which will be coming up here as well. We had yeah, some pre so, uh, Well, we had some pre-recorded stuff right. as well which I may end up having to be able to use, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. we can use some of that and then maybe just do some of the voice stuff afterwards. Anyway, the, the point is that we have um, some good content coming and we already have a whole bunch up there. So if you are interested, and again, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who has been listening, who has been heading over to the YouTube page. We've definitely been going up in not only views, but actual subscribers. that are sticking around and looking out for more content. So that's fantastic. Greatly appreciated, And we, uh, we're very thankful for, for that too. So if you do have some time, Especially with the podcast stuff, if you wouldn't mind just dropping us so a like, a review is definitely uh, appreciated. Again, it gets us in front of more and more people, in front of uh, people that are trying to find this kind of a thing. Um, yeah. Really what is this it. kind of a thing? This kind of a thing is us talking about things that we like, love, and do to the best of our ability in the way that we uh, do it. So, On a volunteer firefighter side of things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Back to those Facebook guys. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we want to cut that tether right now. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Just going to crash
0: it. Anyway, um, that's a, I think it's a Facebook response video. See I, I already called. gave them a meme that they didn't appreciate. It. <laughs> 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 so, we're, we're having
2: a little war with some full time full time guys, basically,
0: what it comes down to. I think they're I think having, having a, a war so I think they're having a war. Yeah. I think they're having it. They've got a very. They started it. They're funny. They're <laughs> yeah, funny. They're they did fun. start it. If you take it completely personal, you're seeing it from the wrong side of you. But there are going to be people that see it that way, regardless. Oh, anyway. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to give props. Not going to pump anyone's tires, Todd. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Scott. Especially guys. <laughs> any more for
2: any
3: more, guys?
0: <laughs> good. Good. I'm good, yeah. Oh, good night. Good. So, Good night, thank you. Nice. Thanks again. Okay. Stay safe. Stay TFL.